Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A plastic surgeon in California showed up for a Zoom traffic court appearance while he was in the middle of operating on a patient. (laughs) Thankfully, just a plastic surgeon, I guess. You can always fix whatever mistakes he makes. Maybe. Turns your face into the Joker. He swore he could concentrate on the surgery and the court appearance, but the judge decided to reschedule the Medical Board of California. Says they're looking into the incident. Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, when you come out with a huge smile like the Joker, yeah, it's because he did right. well. Otherwise, uh oh. An 88 year old man in France was pulled over doing 119 miles per hour on Friday, which was almost twice the uh, speed limit. And he told the cops it was because he was late for his vaccine appointment. His car was oh, impounded. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I really do worry about that when we get these vaccines flowing, whenever mm. the heck that can finally happen. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, you're going to get a set time, like show up now. Yeah. And how many people would be screaming up the road late? The shocking turn of events. My dad, who just turned 82, uh, he's in Windsor, and he started putting in the call to book his appointment. He called all day on the first day. Couldn't get through to anybody. Got cut off. I said, uh, just give it a few days. I mean, you've waited this yeah. long now. Let it settle down. Uh, good news. I mean, we talked uh, on Friday about Guelph. We were starting it already. And now York says they'll start it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and they're saying they've got about 20,000 doses. You can you know call your doctor, uh, call the York Public Health Unit, and, uh, and you could get in same day. Meanwhile, in the U.S., they're spilling 20,000 doses a day. <laughs> That's right. Unbelievable. <laughs> Country had the worst track record. Well, I wonder why that was. They had such a bad track record with COVID. And then all of a sudden, things got better. Right. <laughs> what happened there? Hmm, I don't know. Um, someone in Los Angeles was pulled over in the car lane with an incredibly realistic dummy wearing a mask in their passenger seat. Right. That can hide the expression on her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a judge in Michigan reminded people that just because they're having court appearances over Zoom, there's still a dress code. Right. A guy charged with failure to pay child support made his appearance without a shirt. <laughs> maybe he was sending a message. Yeah, maybe. I got sh- nothing. She took the shirt off my back. <laughs> Although they could have reminded some of the Hollywood elite from the Golden Globes right. that there was a dress code of some sort as well. Jason Sudeikis, I mean, I feel a little bad for him. Maybe he's heartbroken after Olivia Wilde bailed on <laughs> right. him for Harry Styles, but he he literally looked like he'd just gotten out of bed and threw on a hoodie. <laughs> was it a One Direction hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> that picture of Harry Styles with his face crossed out. Uh, a Delta passenger uh, hit a flight attendant. This is classy. Uh, the passenger hit a flight attendant during an argument over a face mask, now facing a $27,500 fine. Wow. Morons. Just, you know what? It's a $5 mask. You're getting on a plane. You need to get somewhere. You've bought a ticket. Just sit down with the stupid mask and get on with your life, whether you believe or don't believe. And, you know, it's funny because I had a conversation with uh, some family over the weekend, and I and I know I can tell that they're not really believers, but they go with the role. They, they play the game. Like, you're not changing anybody's opinion. So just don the mask for the time you have to and get on with it. Well, and that's, you know, listen, people are, are, are certainly tired and COVID-weary about all of this. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to going on an airplane like this now, you know you know ahead of time what the rules and regulations are, right, right. right? That it's going to be required now. So if you're going to put up that fuss, you know, you're deciding before you get even, even get near the plane yeah. that you're not doing it. Yeah. 
Now, how that led now to like a physical alter altercation is just unreal. Uh, many say they're less close, less close with their friends uh, than they were before the pandemic. And some people say they've even lost close friends over mm-hmm. the past year. You know, sight unseen and all of that. Well, and you know, we were all uh, really eager to do Zooms and FaceTimes yeah. and uh, early on. It's, it's kind of died right off now. Oh, yeah. Again, it's the phoniness <laughs> of everybody. Early on, you know, oh, God, a Zoom grandma. I haven't seen her in 12 hours. I got to talk to her. Now you probably haven't Zoomed with granny in months. Uh, a high school band in Washington is having everyone practice inside their own closed tent to stay COVID safe. Saw that. And, and it's... Uh, it looks absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I understand it? it, but but uh, you know, if you've ever been around a, 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 an orchestra, a band, mm. you've seen a spit valve mm-hmm. on a wind instrument, it in a brass instrument, it's gross. But you know, at some point, you might just say, "Is it is it worth yeah. <laughs> even practicing today?" Uh, weddings and party centers can open again in New York City March 15th, and the state has set rules for them. Like everyone gets a dance zone that's six feet. From other people. Okay. A little much. And Andrew Cuomo is not allowed to do the head count. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There'll be no poker after this. <laughs> That's right. Um, new study ranked indoor activities by how risky they are for spreading COVID. And going to the theater, opera, or museum with limited attendance and everyone wearing a mask leads to the lowest spread. Going to an office or school without a mask, highest, hmm. of course. And finally, there's a video going around from a grocery store in Cape Town, South Africa, where an employee tells a woman to put on a mask. So the woman, who doesn't have a mask, reaches up her dress, pulls off her thong, and puts it over her face. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I will say, I have been confused. (laughs) If there's a cloth mask, it's kind of lying on the floor somewhere. You can confuse it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but if it's lying there and it's like pink and lacy, right? True. You know, going to your local metro with right. that over your nose <laughs> might not be the best move. Before we get to this uh, veggies and fruit thing, I was uh, just off the air. Lucky and I were talking about uh, Andrew Cuomo and the uh, the heat that's on him right now. And you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but certainly if you're caught cooking the books on the amount of dead people who have died in your uh, old age homes in New York State, and now you've got women who say. That you've been uh, pretty creepy with them talking about uh, their personal relationships and wondering if they're monogamous and uh, what kind of sex they enjoy and a little too touchy and handsy. Right. Uh, time for uh, Andrew to probably take the idea of ever being President Cuomo off the uh, <laughs> well, off the dream list. Uh, forget forget going higher. Just yeah, take the take the idea of running again yeah. off the list. I know de Blasio was going after him hard yesterday, but they have a history of not liking one another, the mayor of New York City. It'll be interesting, too, to see how his brother Chris handles this on CNN. You know, does he does he defend him? Does he say anything? You know, of course, he's going to be seen as biased. It's his brother. But we'll, uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But I will say this. It is, once again, a great example of how Republicans and Democrats deal with stuff. And that if uh, Andrew Cuomo was a Republican, he'd just stand there and say, nope, never happened. And everybody would back him. Democrats just can't stop throwing each other under the bus. You know, they'll be so quick to say, no, he's got to step down if this is what's happening. Because Democrats always want to be seen as taking the high road. Mm. And I'm not saying you should defend him. Because what if he's truly done all this stuff? It's indefensible. He has to go. Yeah, no doubt about that. 
But boy, they are quick to, before he's even able to defend himself, they're like, get out, get off the bus, get under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> On other buses, that's just locker room talk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, interesting story uh, unfolding there. If you are one who uh, is always kind of whining and complaining about having to eat your fruits and vegetables, and listen, for the most part, we don't really enjoy them that much. People say, oh, these, this broccoli is so good. It's really not that good. No. But you got to choke it down yeah, as much as you can. So we've always thought, I think, that you go, you know, get as much in you as you can. But there was this research done that followed like 100,000 people for 30 years. And the ones who ate at least five servings of fruits and veggies a day lived longer. So, but like a combination. So you do like three veggies and two servings of fruit. So, and, and a serving isn't that much, right? Uh, people who ate the combo of three veggies and a couple of servings of fruit lived longer than, uh, than like everybody else. You know, it helps with heart disease and cancer or respiratory diseases and overall risk of premature death. So just trying to get the, uh, and, and the leafy greens supposedly a big difference too. So. It does say, that is a lot though. Per day? It doesn't seem like, like eat an apple and a banana. There's your two, two servings of fruit. Right. You know, a little bit of broccoli and, and something else. And and you got to cram three veggies into two meals. But literally, like when they, when they show you how much a serving is supposed to be, like when we eat meat, it's literally supposed to be smaller than your hand. Yeah, like a you fist. Know? Yeah. So a serving is like a, a fist of mashed potatoes is enough and a fist of broccoli is enough. So, it's, you know, you have that uh, at lunch with your lunch and you have another veggie or two at dinner. So as long as I get more French fries and Snapple in me, <laughs> I should be fine, right? Right. Anyhow, just consider that. Try to get a little more veggies in you. We want you to stick around as long as possible. I think this is a pretty bold move. Uh, a woman just tweeted a screenshot of the text a guy sent her when she ended things after three dates. Okay. He says, uh, hi, Alex. Hope you're well. Just wanted to reach out to you to talk about our three dates and uh, some equal payment. It's only fair, he says, to ask for equal payment from you from the dates we went on. I paid for both of us every time. I'd say $35 is more than fair for your food and drink. I view you as a fair girl. I hope you'll consider reimbursing me. Now her tweet has gone viral and she hasn't yet sent him the money. Right. Now, we talked about this, uh, we had a few discussions about this over the years, about women going out on dates just for the free meal mm. and drinks. And, and I think that if you're pulling that scam and you know in your mind you're just hooping this guy for a free meal, then, yeah, if he comes after you for some dough, maybe you should. I know they won't. But if you legitimately went out on dates with this guy and you went three times and you were hoping, that, you know, you were there on a date. Like, yeah. Not trying to pull a scam. Sorry, dude. This is the way the dating world has always worked. And I know we've evolved and changed. But unless you set those rules in place from the beginning, hey, we're going Dutch. Or she says, you pick up this time, I'll pick up next time. Right. You know, I don't think you can go back asking her for the dough. And it's only 35 bucks at the end of the day. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, what day shockingly. Is it? What day wow. is it? Hang on a second. Did the wind so blow? It's a new month. Did the wind scramble your brain? <laughs> <laughs> but and partly because I mean dates are about impressions, right? And you're trying to make a good impression. Yep. You're trying to impress upon. And and if and if you are uh not confident that your looks and personality 
are going to do that. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes you just say, well, maybe being chivalrous and uh, and and uh, and very you know forthcoming with uh, with your money mm-hmm. and saying, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to treat you to a good time. I'm going to show you what I can I can provide, and and that's why you do it. Now, if on that third date she didn't think it was you know going to happen, mm-hmm. like she was she was pretty sure by the third date it wasn't going to happen, then perhaps she should have stepped up and either paid it or gone Dutch at that point. Yeah, you would you would think uh, going back for it though is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I you know you're not gonna, <laughs> really are you that jilted? And it's three dates and she only owes you thirty five bucks. I mean, <laughs> what did she have? Half a drink and a French fry. That's true. Would you guys share a burrito? <laughs> this is a great story. Um, so this woman just shared this on uh, Reddit. She says, oh, did I ever F up? She says, I was cleaning the house before my boyfriend's mom came over, and I forgot to take the sex shackles off the coffee table. (laughs) You know, because when you're leading a very deviant life, these things just get left lying around. On the coffee table. Yeah. So she says her boyfriend's mom sat on the couch and said, so I don't want to ask what's up with the handcuffs, <laughs> but what's up with the handcuffs? That's great. No, she, she called out the elephant in the room. <laughs> That's right. The woman responded with, don't worry about it. Also, they aren't handcuffs, they're shackles. Okay. She says on the bright side, at least her boyfriend's cage was dissembled and tucked <laughs> under the guest bed. So these two are going to town. Wow. I know every time uh, I have family over, I got to get rid of the hump hassock and the sex swing. <laughs> we just put that stuff away. Yeah. I would have just said, oh, yeah, I'm training to become a cop. Yeah. Okay. Just practicing arresting people. <laughs> just, I just need to see if we can break out of them. It's a Houdini thing. <laughs> We're putting on a magic show. Right. <laughs> are you lazy? Do you not help out enough at home? Well, you could be in some serious trouble. A, uh, a woman in Beijing took her husband to court. She claimed the time that they were together, he did nothing around the house. Didn't help with the kids, didn't do anything, just sat there. And so the court ordered her ex to pay her 7700 bucks in, quote, housework compensation. Wow. Plus $300 per month in support. Only three hundred bucks. That's Beijing. What are you going to do? But Only seventy seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Over the course of their five years. Wow. Yeah. So you be careful if you uh, if you know that you fall in the lazy camp because you could find yourself in court during uh, COVID and quarantine. Many of us say we're more comfortable using the bathroom in front of our significant other. <laughs> because <laughs> well, we're all stuck there. Yeah. Eventually, you know, you've got to go. You can't hold on forever. I mean, you and I, you know, we've, you know, have houses with several wings and floors and stories and elevators and stuff, right? Mine's more of a poo hut. Well, true, yeah. Well, but I mean, I can't imagine. They're, they're you know, downtown condos. Oh, yeah. Where you've just been stuck in uh, in a one-bedroom or a studio. <laughs> There's just no separation. My son and his girlfriend, he just for poops and giggles decided to uh, measure out the place they live in. All right. 400 square feet. <laughs> and they've been stuck in this thing working day in and day out. 
<laughs> they must really like one another. I mean, that is a true test of a relationship. That is beyond a test of a relationship. I was reading yesterday about some couple in Europe who, uh, who for uh, like, a, I think it's a, a contest or something that uh, they're engaged, but they have handcuffed themselves oh, together Jesus. for like three months just to see if they can handle it. And it's like like wired shut like like welded shut these handcuffs so they they can't just grab the key and separate when they want to they need like help i in cut order to my get hand out. off <laughs> i like in saw i knock i knock through my own wrist yeah that's <laughs> coyote close yeah uh, the average couple now has six conversations every month where one person is on the toilet <laughs> Half of us have gotten into an argument over someone clogging the toilet. Uh-oh. And many have had arguments over what should and shouldn't be flushed. People say they peed in front of their significant other for the first time during quarantine. Some have finally pooped in front of them. Ladies even changing product in front of them. Right. But there's one line we won't cross. Almost all when asked say, wiping is a no-go. That's private. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And I tend to agree. <laughs> you got you got to leave some of the romance in there, you know. <laughs> Let's not pull the curtain completely back. Uh, Rogers deciding that they are going to uh, bail on live people in the booth during a uh, Jays game. It's probably because there's barely any live people in the stands. <laughs> um, but they're going to just go with the uh, simulcast from the TV play-by-play. And so the days of you know Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth have obviously come and gone. And those people were certainly very important to uh, baseball fans. And there's a, there's a wide range of your Harry Carey's and your, uh, your Ernie Harwell's, your Bob Euchers, all these guys who meant so much to the game and, and, and brought you know knowledge and uh, opinion and insight and were able to paint a picture yeah. of the baseball game. And, and I always really appreciated what Jerry and Tom and others were, were able to do. It was a real craft and a talent. I, I can't remember the last time I personally listened to a Jays game on the air. It was probably in 93, the right. last time they, they won the World Series. And, and a lot of those guys, I mean, I guess you got your Dan Schulman now. He's a big name, but so many of them have kind of, disappeared those big stars of of the play-by-play and and i just probably think it's time has probably passed it by i mean these people who are whining and complaining and looking back so fondly at their days of listening to ball games in the backyard in the summer yeah i'd like to ask when when honestly was the last time you sat and listened to a ball game on the radio well it's also just a, a perfect sign of how hesitant and resistant we are to change right because it's not like they're eliminating that. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, I'll never be able to sit in the backyard and listen to a Jays game again. No, you can. Mm. You still can. It just won't be the radio play-by-play. You'll just get a simulcast of the TV right. play-by-play. And, and, you know, so how many of those people are really going to be sitting out back? I mean, most of them have TVs in their backyards yeah, now anyway. They sit in their hot tub. <laughs> so they can watch it there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Toronto is blessed uh, with having some very good play-by-play talent. Dan Schulman is one of the best in mm-hmm. baseball. Uh, and so Toronto's got him as their TV play-by-play guy. It, 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 will, it will translate okay. He'll, you know, he's mm-hmm. done radio, he'll, he's done TV, he can do both. Uh, Buck Martinez, same way. I mean, Toronto's very lucky in the, in the group that they've got doing it. Uh, and so I guess in, in some senses it makes sense. Also, baseball's a game that can translate 
to TV and, uh, mm-hmm. and and simulcasting onto radio. Hockey's tougher to do. You know, having done both, uh, you know, in hockey, you have to do placement of the player all the time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, Riley's got the puck. He's skating up beside his net. It's the blue line to the red line. And, you know, to Matthews across the blue line, you have to, you have to con- consistently tell people where the puck mm-hmm. is and where players are in rel- relation to the ice. In baseball, it kind of just gives way to that, yeah. right? Yeah. In the stretch, here comes the pitch, a grounder to shortstop, is the same play-by-play for TV and for radio. So they'll actually work. Mm-hmm. But I think people are just so resistant. They're, you're right, it's nostalgia. You're going back to Tom Cheek and Jerry Howard, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Touch them all, Joe, from 93 will be one of the best calls in history. But Tom Cheek's been dead since 2005. So for those who are, you know, reminiscing about that era, mm. it means you haven't listened to a baseball game in 16 years. You want to you wanna go see some or watch some great baseball play-by-play. Watch Hank Azaria as Brock Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Describing not only the game, but his wife's sex life That's as right. he gets absolutely hammered on the air. Yeah, it's, baseball has that about it, too. It's this... It's just this fond memory of days gone by. It's that whole Americana thing. It's field of dreams. It's you know all of that. Let's have a let's have a catch, Dad. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, but it's a game that's been played professionally for over 120 years mm-hmm, now. So mm-hmm. it's, so yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think people thought the same way with, with hockey and and the way when radio transitioned to television. It was still Foster Hewitt. Uh, that was doing a, he was Foster he was doing a call when it was on on radio mm-hmm. first yep. and then transitioned to to TV as well you you get that and i don't know how joe bowen does it moving from from tv to radio back and forth sometimes and and that was one of the greatest scams ever too back in the day when these guys like bowen or even uh what's his name howard uh, burger, burger when yeah. he was doing the you know they'd be on the road with the team all year staying in hotels baseball was even worse cuz of course it's all summer and they'd end up in LA for 3 days straight they go to a scrum for like 30 seconds cuz golf ball well, all athletes most of them aren't really wordsmiths much and they'd go and they'd ask a couple of questions and they'd be back at the hotel pool drinking all afternoon you're right like the hockey guys you know you're traveling along with the team but you know an overnight in winnipeg right. isn't really to jump and shout about <laughs> right you know, but when you're baseball and you're okay, we've well, we got four nights in San Diego. No, no not bad. <laughs> it's not actually bad. pretty good. Yeah, and companies paid for it forever because they figured they had to, right? And nowadays, let's be honest. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are on uh, people listening to the radio for uh, Jays games, but I could almost guarantee there's more people in this room <laughs> than listening to a Jays radio play-by-play. Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches: the Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop in money. That broadcast school has really paid off. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.